Well, good afternoon, gentlemen. Hey, hey. Hello. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Queers and Soaps. As always, I'm Tommy, and I'm joined by recurring guest stars Lynn. Greetings. And Eric. Um, today, we are doing the Abbey Scale, and we're talking about season five, episodes 12 through 15. Yes, indeed. So uh, let me just grab my notes and we will get right into it. Very cool. All right. So episode 12 was called Denials. And I put the Fairgate slash Mackenzie's find out about Chip. Like that he passed away. Right. Exactly. Brutally. (laughs) That is comeuppance. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. Um, I have Karen has no reaction and continues to cook dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, she likes to take the pills now. (laughs) (laughs) She's into that sleepy zone. (laughs) Hazed over. Um, (laughs) Lily May is on probation for um, trying to run down Chip. Right, exactly. They... Her lawyer worked out a deal, it seems like, and so she gets to be on probation, has to stay at Val's house, of course. Of course, where else? Yeah. <laughs> and I think this is the episode. She's kind of, yeah, this has to be the episode. She's pretty much, like, down on herself because now that he's dead, she's she's realizing that she could have killed him and she could have been the reason that he died. Right. Um, and that's kind of weighing on her conscience that she could have taken a human life. Exactly. Um, but she's also sad that he never had any onus around it either. Yes. You know, she thought he was good. She tried to make him good, and I think she felt bad that she never got him to confess. That'll come later, but I just yeah. getting that out there. I put Kathy tries to comfort CG. I think I meant Kathy tries to comfort Diana. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'm like that. That doesn't make any kind of sense. No, no. She she tries to talk to her, and Diana kind of pushes her away. Diana's really, really cold and really bitter that Chip's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. And she's like, Pretty doesn't it bother her, you? She's like, doesn't it bother you that you look so much like her? And she kind of <laughs> says how like CG was a terrible person and like manipulative. And like he only used CG to like further his career. He really loved me. Uh, it was just poor like, CG. oh my god! Even shot. in death, the poor girl oh. gets dragged all the time. My <laughs> God, Aaron would be having a fit if he was here watching that. Right now. I know. I could just like I could hear Aaron's voice be like, "Don't you talk about my CG like that?" Throwing <laughs> something at the TV. Diana can't stand you. <laughs> this is why I hate Diana because she talks bad about CG. <laughs> exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and she says, you know, I'm not your friend. Basically, I'm never going to be your friend. Yes. Um, I have Mac is trying to get information on the Wolfbridge group. Right. He's got his little informant guy that he's trying to get him to infiltrate the group so he mm-hmm. can get something to catch him. You know, the biggest thing is this is like the West Coast mob and Mac's trying to bring him down to have this big hitter, which is tied in with Greg's campaign. Yeah, it's very, like, this is where I get confused, and I kind of, like, have in the past tuned out on this story, because I just didn't care. Because, you know, Greg Sumner's not really my favorite character. Right. But, so, he appoints, earlier in the season, he appoints uh, Mac as the head of his crime commission. Correct. And Mac is pretty much doing his job, but... Correct. But Mac's unbeknownst... <laughs> Max unbeknownst that the Wolf Bridge Group has been contributing to Greg's campaign. Campaign, yeah. Basically, they want someone in government in their pocket, too, to do their dirty dealings, but yet trying to get the law to turn the other direction from them. So it's, it's Mac is, or I'm sorry, Greg is caught between a rock and a hard place because Mac's trying to do this thing to show that he's taking his job really seriously and align with Greg, like Greg's going to clean up the state if he gets elected senator versus the Wolfbridge group is over here going, hey, Greg, here's money for your campaign. We're investing in you. Make sure you're turning a blind eye to our dealings and what's going on. I guess where I get confused about this is, did he appoint Max to this position before the Wolfbridge group got involved and started um, 
giving money to his campaign? I, or did he just think that the Wolf Bridge group was kind of like on the up and up and he didn't know? I think the Wolf Bridge group probably was giving money to Greg and Greg knew they weren't the cleanest people, but Greg didn't ask any questions. He just took the money. Yeah. And then meanwhile, after um, Mac got appointed this, that's when he told Greg, this is one of the big fish I'm going after. And Greg was like, oh, what a coincidence. Whoa, but he kept it yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, Greg <laughs> is trying to keep Abby happy and get this land variance that she needs for Lotus mm-hmm. Point, and she's buying up all this property, and it's through the Wolfbridge group and their power that all this yeah. is happening. So you're right, it's confusing. Me as a little kid, that was over my head, but rewatching yeah. it now, <laughs> I'm understanding it better. But you do have to pay kind of close attention. Yeah, I'm trying this yeah. time. I really am. <laughs> this is probably this is probably where Knotts was going a little bit down the LA Law lane because yeah. they were trying mm-hmm. to do something that they're competitors on the other network were doing so they were trying to maybe grab that male audience with that type of dynamics and i mean it's actually it's good and it's well written right it's just it is not it's really it just hasn't been my cup of tea in the past but i actually am a little bit more interested this time cool um i don't oh side note eric has not playing in the background behind him I don't know if you ah, can see. Very funny. For the viewing audience yep there we yeah. go <laughs> And I don't know if you notice he has a Linda Gray t-shirt on. Ah, it's got a little homage <laughs> to Dallas. Oh, wow. It's Linda Gray's mug shot when she got taken in for, <laughs> for shooting JR. Yes. I'm sorry. Let me say that again. It's Sue Ellen's mug shot, not yeah. Linda Gray. Linda yeah. Gray the actor yeah. did not have a Linda mug Gray's shot. like, I didn't do that. Let's be clear. Sorry, Linda. <laughs> we love you, Linda. It's all good. Um, I have <laughs> Angie Finney shows up at Karen's door looking for answers about what yes. happened with Chip. Um, and of course, you know, I love- she, she's pressing Karen, who's like, you know, taking pills because of her neck and also because of the stress of dealing with Diana. Right. And she's like, where's your daughter? Is she here? Is she going to move back here? What happened? And Karen's just like, I don't know. Like, call she's her yourself. Like bitter. She, she doesn't <laughs> like her brother, but she's just a bitter pill. She's yeah. kind of like, ah, Tony got his, and she keeps calling him by his name, Tony. And yeah. then when Karen says, well, you know, he identified as Trip Rob- Chip Roberts, she's like, why didn't he just call himself Robert Redford? She goes, I can believe it. He just thought he was slicker than he yeah. really was. So yeah. she's, she's not sad that her brother's passed on. I mean, she's basically just telling it how it is, like how he was as a person and how he her, lived her his life. Her biggest thing was like, who's going to pay for the funeral? Is your daughter going to yeah. pay for the funeral? Who's right. going to pay for the funeral? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did she say that like, quite a few times. Multiple times. <laughs> um, I love that actress, Patty Arbenville from Guiding Light. Yes. She did look very familiar. I didn't watch Guiding Light back then, so I, but maybe she's been in other things I've seen her. She's in um, a lot of stuff, yeah. I have... Uh, Mac tells Greg to stop having him tailed or he quits. And Greg doesn't admit that to him, but then when Mac's not around, he makes a phone call and he's just like, he spotted you. <laughs> right? Because <laughs> he's meeting with his informant and the, the whatever, the people that are watching him take off and Mac kind of figures it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mac's on to somebody's really keeping tabs with him. But at the same time, Mac is trying to let some of this stuff leak to the press via Ben and other avenues because he does want Wolfbridge to know he's coming after him because he's hoping they'll slip up, I think, as well. There was a scene that I never really picked up on, or maybe I just didn't pay attention to. Um, I don't know if it, even know if it was this episode, but it's involving the storyline where he asks his secretary to look into some paperwork, whatever. Right. And she asks like, for like, more specifics, like specifically, what do you want? Uh-huh. And then he just kind of is like, forget it, give it to me. And he fires he her. her. He, he side-eyes her. Doesn't he fire her? I thought that's when he, he fires her. Missed. And then he, when she doesn't even put up a fight, he's like, didn't even put up a fight. And I'm like, oh, wow, was she working for them? I was like, I never put Well, I think that they knew, planted her. I think he knew that. I think he figured out eventually in these four episodes we covered that Greg was the one that put that secretary in there to keep tabs on what Mac is doing. Yeah, she was a plant, pretty much. Correct, correct. It's not like but she. But I, I never, never yeah. picked up on that. I was like, oh, oh wow. Yeah, 
like the details that they put into the story. <laughs> I know exactly. Yeah. Good. I love um, it. Um, I'm trying to remember too here. Like, I'm just kind of skimming my notes here really quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. I lost it. I got to find it again here. Um, I put Kathy sings at a bar with friends and Gary yeah. walks in and watches her. Right. And I was like, oh, I know this song. I was like, yes, this is when Nas starts doing the covers of songs that I know. Right. <laughs> this is the Journey song. This is Separate Ways, Worlds Apart. Separate Ways. So, like, this is the second Journey song because she did Open Arms. I really think, guys, this oh. is... Oh. I think this is kind of one of the big problematic music right things with this show. Because Probably, I think yeah. Journey's just like, no, I d we don't want it used in that vein anymore. It was good for that one instance, but I don't think they wanted to repeat forward. That's my guess, anyhow. I just, I vividly, well, I know she does this, the Michael Bolton song that he sang at the Emmys this year, the How Am I Supposed to Live Without You? Right. Because mm -hmm. that's the song that Zach and Kelly broke up to on Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also know that she does the Pat Benatar song, We Belong. Yes. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's also an issue. Could be. Probably. I, mean, I feel like she's singing that right now when Lisa Hartman's on tour with Clint Black. She's covering a Pat Benatar song on stage. And it was oh, really yeah. yeah. So, and on One Tree Hill, one of the characters was a singer, and she did that song, and that's on the DVD. So maybe Pat's not the issue. Maybe it is Journey. <laughs> I think so, because I know the Sopranos used the Journey song, too, on the closing scene of the Sopranos, and it took a lot to get permissions to release that on DVD. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Um, I put Gary asked why she didn't want to sing for him, and she says because he was trying to turn her into CG. <sighs> Kathy's kind of struggling to find her place. You know what I mean? With Gary, she can't really 100% figure it out. She's a little bit confusing because I feel like she's doing this push and pull thing to mess with him. Right. Like she's acting like she doesn't want to be CG, but she does because she's, it's kind of to get him like closer to her. Right. To see One if of, she pulls back, if he'll chase her kind of situation. Right. Exactly. Um, one of my favorite things about this episode is that we got to see the um, funeral service, if you will, at the cemetery. And yes. And Chip's sister, Tony Finese's sister, again, freaks out on Diana. And, like, Diana finally gets to slap somebody. She slaps her. But I'm like, I love it that her delivery was just so cold and Diana was kind of taken back. She didn't know how to really handle her versus she does a lot of yelling at her mother. And her mother, Karen, maybe kind of pulls back. But Chip's <laughs> sister, she didn't care. She just went full bore on it. And it was awesome. And then Abby yeah. trying to comfort Diana. Yeah. And Val, Val's there holding on to Karen, who's kind of just in her haze. Karen doesn't even know what to do. She doesn't intervene at all. Right. Nope. She just kind of, nope. yeah, is in a daze. I have. Watches them walk off. Because Chip's sister is basically just like, wow, he really fooled you. Like basically saying he wasn't in love with you. You were just another mark. Exactly. Diana does not want to hear. <laughs> no, she's in denial. <laughs> um, so I have Laura goes to see Greg to question him about the coastal variant and, and about all his meetings with Abby. Exactly. And he's like, really you should consider getting into politics. And yeah. He's just pressing. <laughs> she's going hard because she sees stuff going on and dirty dealings that Abby's doing and and she's kind of being really bold because she wants to know because Laura herself's got her little 5% stake in this whole Lotus Point development thing too. And Abby's like, go try and buy this, go try and buy that property, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, yeah. Well, and the last time we watched, you know, Abby said, you know, Laura says she wants a piece of the pie and Abby says, maybe you'll even get your own pie. Right. Right. <laughs> Um, but Abby confronts Laura about her meeting with Greg, basically trying to asking her what she's doing and right. telling her to butt out. And, um, Laura's really starting to like, she, she's getting involved with Abby more than I remember her being <laughs> financially, I guess. Right. Um, but at the same time, she's looking out for Gary's best interest, but also feeling bad that she's lying to him. Correct. And she's really kind of calling Abby out on it, too. Like, what's going to happen if Gary finds out? And, you know, Abby, now that she's married, she's like, well, I've got communal property. 
You know, she mm-hmm. kind of throws that finger back at Laura, like, what do you have? I've at least got some sort of nest egg if this yeah. all blows up. <laughs> so it's her way of kind of warning Laura not to get too snoopy and to kind of keep her mouth shut. Oh, yeah, because Laura basically threatens, like, if this isn't legit, like, I'm going to tell Gary. And right. To expose you. And that's when uh, Abby kind of bucks and is like, right. no. it's okay, he'll leave me, but yeah, that's yeah. when community property comes up again. Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly. why she doesn't, um, doesn't even really care about Gary, in my opinion. Um, I have Kathy kisses Gary. Yes. I had that down, too. And that's all I wrote. Or I put down it as... That's all I wrote, too, is Kathy kisses Gary. Gary. <laughs> Kathy is all I had written down. I'm like, oh, okay, this is gonna lead to more here, of course, uh-huh. but... Yeah. Um, I have Max Informant leaves town. Yeah, he gets scared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Val talks to Mac about Karen's behavior from yep. taking the pills. Yeah. Eric Eric agrees with Val. Karen overhears them, and she overreacts, runs upstairs, and takes another pill. That was a great scene, though. That was one of these things where not so much eavesdropping, but you come walking into the room and people are talking about you. And if you've ever been in that situation, it's embarrassing as hell. But that's exactly right. what happened. You know, Karen's like, I'm, you're all talking about me and I'm not here to defend myself. And, and Max like, well, we just <laughs> want you to get help and face this. And she's like, I want you to leave me alone. Went up the stairs. <laughs> like, okay. Karen's unraveling pretty bad here. <laughs> I literally was like, okay, Diana, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good. I I feel like Michelle Lee handled this role really well because when the producers and writers like David Jacobs came to her and said they were going to do this storyline, she was a little resistant and worried about it at first. But the way they handled it and it all comes full circle is done really well. And it was really important at the time. I mean, it still exists today with like opioid addictions and things like that, but there's so many people and there's actors that we know we can name off several of them that get these prescription drugs to help them sleep or whatever. And it's like, they quickly become addicted. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she got this for a neck, neck spasms. Yes. And then the stress, I guess, you know, made her tense and she just got addicted. Exactly. Um, I think that's how the episode ends with I, her looking in the mirror after she takes the pill. Exactly. She goes upstairs, freaks out, takes another pill in the bathroom, closes the, the um, bathroom the, cabinet the, with got a mirror yeah. on it and stares at herself in the mirror. And it's like, she's having that reality moment too. There's truth there, but she's, she just know how to stop it at this point. It's spiraled. So this whole season, I'm I'm like after they show the credits, like go over the people's faces, I'm like ready for like the next on knots, and it doesn't happen, and I'm just like, oh, because I feel like they do it in the later seasons, and I'm like, they do, they do, yeah, and I know Falcon Crest does it, so I'm like, it's and it's all Laura Mars, or is that how you say it? Yeah, I'm just like, oh, where's the scenes for the next episode? Right, right. (laughs) I actually looked, uh, I looked up when uh, to see if Michelle Lee was nominated for an Emmy for this performance because I felt like she should have been like definitely a nominee this season. She was not, she was only nominated in 1982. During Sid's Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I felt like she held it this season. And she's talked about it in other interviews and stuff too, how they, since they were getting branded as that nighttime soap, you know, instead of a drama. And they were really doing drama stuff. Let's face it. If you watched any Dallas, I mean, any Dallas of the entire 80s, it wouldn't even be the episode, or I'm sorry, not Dallas, I meant to say Dynasty. If you watched any Dynasty that aired at the same time or even throughout the whole 80s, it was just so always over-the-top plot versus was really more real, but they kind of just got slighted again in some of these interviews. Michelle Lee has said, you know, we're the little engine that could. We're sitting there chugging along. She's like, everybody's talking <laughs> about Dynasty in Dallas and Dynasty in Dallas, and they're just kind of sleeping on knots a little bit. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, so how would you rate this episode, Lynn? I enjoyed the chip funeral and the, the sister freaking <laughs> out and how Karen's kind of just spiraling i'm gonna give it an eight on this one i'm gonna go a little bit high i was gonna i was gonna maybe say seven but i i really kind of like how karen's just unraveling so quickly and how diana was just so aggressive mm-hmm. towards kathy and everything and then she kind of got her comeuppance with chip's sister kind of telling her how it was so i'm gonna give yeah. it an eight what about you eric 
I was thinking eight too, actually. I agree. Yeah, I initially was gonna give this a low score, like a five or six. Okay. But then, like, just reading my notes and talking about it reminded me of how good it actually was. Right. <laughs> so I think an eight is a fair score. I'm gonna give yeah. it an eight. I think so. <laughs> the season five has been really favored by a lot of Knots fans out there. So there's not a lot of sleepers this season, really. Like filler episodes. Correct. All right. Well, yeah. episode 13 is called Witness. Um, my first note is Val dedicates her book to Lily May. Aww. Which was a nice, sweet <laughs> scene. <laughs> she's feeling and bad for her how it... mom, and she's taking it out that way, trying to lift her mom's spirits. Because Was that after she kind of freaked and out and told Ben to leave, like make Ben leave because she was like still having... Like a meltdown over Chip. Where, yeah. yeah, she was having a meltdown over Chip at the end of the last episode. And so they were having dinner and she just got up and walked into the living room and it was like, it was, was crying. It came over her about what she had done and the Chip was gone. And then Ben standing there in the door and she's like, get out of here. You don't belong here. Yeah. Whatever. But yeah, now Ben, Ben's, in this episode, I remember it opened with Ben and Val talking over at Ben's place, and he's like, we need to plan a couple nights a week where it's just us time. Yeah. I have less notes for this episode, because I think I think I was watching it, and then I was like, I just take notes. Right. <laughs> so right. that's why my first note was Val dedicates to Lily May. Exactly, because then I think Val goes home, and Lily May's a little bit cold, but Val wasn't there, but that's when she gives her the manuscript yeah. Nashville Junction as the title, and then the dedication to Lily May. Yeah. Go ahead, Eric. You were going to say something. And, uh, yeah, Val says that she's in love with Ben in, the, in that opening scene. Right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so she's kind of admitting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second Very note hard for Val. <laughs> is a big one. Val is pregnant. Yeah, that was kind of a big one when the doctor's like, oh, the reason why you're feeling this way is the good news is you're pregnant. Three months pregnant. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, yeah, this is a pretty big episode all around, I feel like. A lot of stuff happens in this one. Yeah, so um, Abby's at her, well, it's not really a secret, but her apartment that's attached to her office. And there's a <laughs> knock at the door. Right. And it's Kathy. Who is it? <laughs> it's Kathy. And we find out that Kathy's been working for Abby this whole time. Right, because she wants to, Kathy wants, just wants her money and she wants to get out of town. And, and Abby says, you'll get your, you won't get paid until your job is done. Okay, mm -hmm. here's where I wrote some notes and I wrote it in all caps. <laughs> I don't think this, I don't think this was originally planned and I don't think this was in the Bible for the season. I think they made a last minute decision to decide that Kathy was hired by Abby to be brought on as a distraction for Gary. I think they, when we saw those first scenes and she did see Kathy for the first time, first time when Kathy and Gary were working out at the ranch, yeah. she was pretty stunned. Her Genuinely reaction, I don't stunned. think she was faking that like she did. See, and I that, thought about that too, that, that scene specifically. Right. And I was like, I don't know if this was planned the I whole time. I think the writer started thinking, going, <laughs> oh no, let's, let's write this now like, Abby's the one who brought Kathy on because she wanted a distraction for Gary. So Gary would be very little involved with Gary Ewing Enterprises, mm -hmm. the business world side of thing. And he'd stay on the ranch. He'd try and make Kathy into CG, blah, 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 blah. So it does tie in together, but I just don't believe it until this episode. They made a last minute direction change on this. And yeah. that, this is the only thing about the entire season five because I feel it's really good. That's never sat right with me where I was like, hmm, that, that's the one thing that wasn't really there. That's right. literally the scene I went to because I was like, unless Abby was just being a really good actress, I'm right. like, she was shocked when she saw Kathy. Exactly. Just like, just like Laurel well, was and everybody else was, you know what I yeah. mean? So I, well, and it, there... it, it makes sense what they did, but I just, I'm just like a little like, mm, okay, that was, that was a little misstep. Go ahead, Eric. What was were you gonna say? I thought I thought there was a I thought there was a few episodes back where Kathy and Abby were together, and she said, "Oh, Abby, I need to talk to you." And Abby's like, "Not right now, Kathy." Wasn't didn't that happen a few episodes ago? I thought. I don't know. And I thought that. Um, and I thought that kind of alluded to it. 
I feel like stuff like that happened in these episodes. Well, and it might be coming up too, but I just don't have a strong recollection of it. I think. Yeah, she, I don't either. I think she was apologetic, just like she was to both Laura and maybe Abby about how much she looks like CG. But mm-hmm. um, right. And Abby was a little bit aloof, but I don't know. Um, I have Abby is disappointed to see Greg's wife is in town. <laughs> a little bit. Because it's gotten in on her nookie-nookie afternoon delight time with Greg. Um, her name is Jane, right? Correct. Jane picks up on the vibe that there's something going on between Greg and Abby. Right. Um, Jane and Mary, has a... And Mary Frances never spilled the beans that she caught her dad and Abby kind of after... That whole messy sock whole scene. Sock like, scene. I found yep. your sock. Why? Yep, that, that wasn't brought up again. <laughs> she doesn't... She doesn't want to hurt her mom, I'm assuming. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Mary Frances kind of, I feel like she knows the score. I think maybe she understands that they might have sort of an understanding, like a, they're a political marriage, so to speak. She knows that she doesn't have a typical father figure in her life. She's got a dad who's got power comes first, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I have Jane has a talk with Karen about dealing with strong-willed daughters. <laughs> They can relate. Uh, which yeah. I felt kind of like broke through to Karen for a second because it kind of gave her like another perspective maybe on the Diana situation. Could be, yeah. I could see that. Because she did kind of have like a huh moment. <laughs> <laughs> it snapped her out of her days. I have to go take a pill now. <laughs> <laughs> for a minute. And then she was like, nah, forget it. I'll just go take yeah. a pill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, Val tries to talk to Karen about her pill problem, and she doesn't want to listen. Yeah. She's really nope. being distant to, to Val about that, in denial. Greg goes to see Abby, and she's jealous of his wife being in town. Right. He tells but her I don't, know if she's just, I don't know if she's just jealous because she's going to get in the way of her trying to pull her crap, or if she's actually jealous of that. I don't know. She played kind of aloof with him, and he said um, he can't stay, but he said Jane's leaving tomorrow, and he'd call her. So he's like, yeah. he's trying to let her know he's not blowing her off, but right now he can't give her the attention that she wants. Right. So, yeah, and then later on, like, well, the next night, I guess, where she's getting ready for him to come over, I, w- I did have the brief thought. I was like, oh, does he stand her up again? And then he knocked at the door, and I was like, oh, okay. Right. But, yeah. <laughs> no. There have been moments where I've been like, does Abby really care about him, or is this mostly just about the power? Because I've, I've going for, like, for through most of the season, I'm like, no, she loves Gary, right. but she's sleeping with Greg because she loves the power, not him. Yeah. But with I this jealousy, I was... <laughs> you don't think she loves Gary? No, not at all. Because of how she is so nonchalant with everything. She's like, if anything does happen with me and Gary, I got money. <laughs> so, think, well, you're what, right. I think she takes mm-hmm. Gary for granted. I think she maybe doesn't realize how much she cares for Gary until, heaven forbid, he's not there. Foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Right. So, if something happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we'll see. You know what I mean? But yeah, she's definitely, she's wanting to keep Greg close, though, too, because she's trying to make, She's got her big Alexis Carrington Colby hat on right now, and she's trying to make this <laughs> point thing happen. So she's yeah, using Greg right. these land variances. She's using Laura to buy up land. She's using Kathy to distract Gary so he doesn't ask questions about what she's doing with Lotus Point. She's probably ordering extra bottles of pills sent to Karen directly so Karen doesn't ask questions <laughs> about their shared property. <laughs> so I think she loves Gary. I think she loves him... She probably loves the sex. Um, I think she also loves the fact that Good he kind of brings. Get it, Abby. <laughs> I think Get she it. also likes the fact that he brings like stability, like a family unit for her kids. True, her kids. Have <laughs> but you know, in the last time we watched, she did say if she ever has to make a choice between love and money, money will win every time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the so, kids we haven't seen in any of these four episodes, by the way. It is weird. <laughs> I know the fact too. They've just kind of been. <laughs> somewhere else yeah i also did notice that after the that funeral, after the funeral we got a break from diana now this must be the break that i remember <laughs> i think so they eventually in one of these episodes <laughs> doesn't come until the episode 15 that we'll talk about but that's when gary says to val that diana's in new york visiting uncle joe gotcha 
Yeah. yeah. Um, where am I in my notes? Um, Val goes to, well, here, I want to mention this because it's just important for plotline purposes. Um, and again, I got way too many notes. Um, <laughs> Matt keeps snooping around the construction site. Um, mm -hmm. Greg meets with St. Clair and says that Matt's investigating is getting out of control is what St. Clair says to him. And he's like, we've provided a lot of financial support. You need to take care of Mac or we'll take care of him. So that mm. threat is kind of ominously put there. So we get to see Sumner and St. Clair have some FaceTime together finally. Yeah. 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 I go, I have, Val goes to see Mac to discuss Karen and she ends up telling him she's pregnant. And Mac is like over the moon. And then she finally even spills <laughs> the beans that it's Gary's baby and not Ben's. And Mac is still happy for her and thinks it's great news. Yeah. I love their. I, I, love, I just love their friendship. <laughs> I love their friendship too, and I like that it forms pretty much because of uh, this whole drug thing that Karen's going through. Right. It made them a little closer. Well, and it even started for Val and Mac when Gary was locked up in jail, and Val knew that he couldn't have killed CG. So Mac's really been there and been a good friend for yeah. Val, as Karen always has been. But since Karen is so freaking three pills from Tuesday. <laughs> it's great to see Val can still have that bond with the Mackenzies. If it's not with the wife, it's with the husband. Well, this I love the. Funny. I think it was. It was either the last time we watched or the first time we watched the season when she slept with uh, Gary and um, yeah. she told Mac inadvertently, and he was just like, "You don't have to tell me details." And he was like, pretty much like, "Are you a bad girl?" And she was like, <laughs> <laughs> "That's funny." That's, that's like, I like that too. Mac's like, get it. It's all good. <laughs> um, so I have Val runs into Gary in the parking lot, and she initially tries to avoid him, but he spots her. Right. This was a nice scene. This is the angst between them. Like, they still care about each other. We get a lot of these scenes throughout the series. <laughs> She's um, he's doing well. He's happy to see she's doing well. She holds back. And she, she knows she's trouble. pregnant, but and it's his, but she's mm -hmm. not telling she him tells that. Him nothing. She doesn't even tell him she's pregnant. You know what I mean? She tells him nothing. I did have the thought though, like, because this is probably the first time they've seen each other since he's gotten married, right? Practically, I, I would have been like, like, so what? Me? I would have been like, so like, why did you want to have lunch if you were just gonna marry her the next day? Like, really? <laughs> that doesn't even come up. They don't even talk about it. Like, right. hey, remember when you stood me up for lunch and you got married? Right. <laughs> what was that about? Well, it does come up in episode fifteen, though, and I'll does probably it? bring it up because I think I put it in my notes. Okay, but that's how that episode ends. They go this. They they have like a quick catch up session. Right. He goes away, and Val does her longing look, and the credits go over her face. Exactly. Um, I have that. Nice, did, nice know, I have that, that little. Oh, I have down also that Greg did come to <laughs> Abby at her, if you will, office penthouse. And he's got like a flower in his teeth and they kiss. Mm -hmm. So he finally <laughs> makes some time for her. Yeah, that's when I thought he was going to stand right. her up again. And I was like, oh, she's going to be pissed. Right. <laughs> Funny. But he showed up. <laughs> um, again, I, I, think, that, I thought Mac I was going to... Mac tells... Oh. No, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Mac tells Karen that he wants her back, remember? And that right before Gary and Val met. Right. He hugs her in the kitchen. Like, I want you back. He's given her a plea, basically, because he knows she's slipping away. Yeah. And she's still kind of hazed, even though he does that. She's yeah. in her hazy, hazy She's just kind of, leave me alone. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this. <laughs> Do you want to rate this episode? Because I think we covered it all. <laughs> yeah, again, I thought I was going to rate this one lower than I want the M actually am. I think I'm going to give it an 8 also. Are you? Yeah. What do you think, Eric? I'm going to go with nine. I felt like there was a lot of big reveals in it. I liked um, the pregnancy reveal, the Kathy reveal. Like, I felt like a lot of big things happened in this one. I'm Got going it. with a nine for that. I, I, I'd probably go with eight, like Tommy said, too, because I do enjoy some of those things, how they unfold in and stuff. I'd, I'd maybe go a little bit higher, but I'm still a little bit sour on, really? Abby's the one who brought Kathy in? <laughs> Okay, writer, sure. <laughs> this is as a soap fan, you have to suspend disbelief and just go with it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. 
I like it because it does make sense of something that she it would does. Do, it, sure. it works. I just <laughs> feel like how they played things, I, I feel like it was a little obvious to me. They're so good. I'm probably writing a Bible for the whole year, and I feel like that's a little bit of a misstep. And I've read that in different mm. blogs and stuff, too. Who knows? Yeah. Do you think it maybe was like a network note? Like, ooh, make her like well, more devious. I think again, they try and have they try and have Abby in the mix, and since she's fighting so much for this power, it makes sense. You know what I mean? Right now, Abby's character is just kind of like uh, not too much. You know, it's so much more yeah. centered around what's going on with Karen and Val. This is their way of maybe forefronting Abby because it seems like between these three women that's the triangle on the show too and that's why they're called earth wind and fire <laughs> because that's kind of what's going on so it does just make abby a little bit more fiery if you will and it also kind of ties her to something else it, it makes her have a, a hand in, a, in every pot Correct. that so. umbrella factor they're really trying to push it this season and they're doing a good job of it actually mm -hmm. all right well episode 14 is called secrets cry aloud yes and I have Lily, Lily May because she's you know so happy that the, Val's book is about her younger years. She keeps trying to give Val stories from her childhood, and, and I feel like Val's like the book's already written, Mama. Like, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, did I ever tell you? Yeah, Mama, I think you did. Exactly. 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 Well, this is the one too where Lily May's like cooking a, like crazy too throughout the entire episode. Mm -hmm. she? Yeah, she's so happy. Right. Um. Val tells Lily May that she's pregnant. She right because oh, Lily May first found the pamphlet <laughs> on Val's bed, and okay. then finally, like the next day, Val comes back from a doctor appointment or something. I think that's when she tells Lily May, and then she hysterically says, "Now, Mama, I don't want you to tell anybody." <laughs> I this wall right here. Do a better job of keeping a secret. Seriously, Val should know better. Um, Her nosy mama. Um, Mac wants Ben to help him expose the Wolfbridge group. Right. And I have Mac's office and car are vandalized. And he's happy yeah. about it because he knows he knows he's on the right trail because people are trying to send a message to him. Mm -hmm. He just doesn't realize how much of a message they're going to continue to send. <laughs> he thinks think... he's probably going to stop at just his office and maybe his vehicle. I think Ben even yeah. asks him, like... Did you what did you have in your office? He's like, Are you crazy? I wouldn't leave anything in there. <laughs> right. right. And I'm like, well, where would you leave it? Not at home. <laughs> uh I have Gary wants to buy a horse, but has to visit the seller to convince her to sell it to him. And Kathy goes along with him, but not before having a conversation with Abby about it. Right. And Abby's just like, keep him distracted. She's like, everything but that. <laughs> yeah. Well, she says she's like. Because I think Kathy is, like, dropping notes about, like, singing or whatever, and Gary's just like, yeah, no, I did that last season. <laughs> like, exactly. I'm not in the record business anymore. I sold the company to, what was his name? Jeff. Um, Jeff Munson. Jeff Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, like, she's telling Abby, she's like, she doesn't seem that interested in, like, making me, like, like a celebrity, like, making me a singer. Like, right. he's just not. And she's just like, just keep him distracted. Keep him happy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, where am I? Oh, Lily May accidentally tells Ben Val is pregnant when she goes to visit him. I mean, accidentally yeah. it's a stretch, Tommy, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, according to her, she thinks she thinks that he knows already. <laughs> right, right. I mean, his face when she said what she said about like being there for babysitting and blah, 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 and being a grandma and stuff. He's just like eating. He's like, um, and he's pretending to go along <laughs> with it. So she keeps babbling and she does. And it's like, wow, that secret's out now. So much for now. I don't want you to tell anyone, mama. <laughs> right? Yeah, right? Oh my she God. probably thought, oh, I know. I can talk to Ben about it. He knows. <laughs> exactly. Um. I have Karen has to make a speech for Greg's campaign and is having trouble mm. memorizing it. So she's going over um, the, the the cards with, um, what's her name? Mary Frances. Mary Frances, yeah. And Mary Frances has to keep to giving her the first sentence before she can, like, go on. Right. <laughs> and isn't um, this, like, she's practicing this just before they have to leave the house to go to the 
campaign headquarters to deliver the speech and doesn't she's like oh everybody go downstairs i'll be down in a minute and isn't this when she's like looking all over and she can't find any more pills if i'm remembering that scene <laughs> yeah yes yes yeah. but she because, couldn't find anything yeah because when they're at the actual <laughs> campaign headquarters or wherever the speech is being made she asks the person who's running it do you have a tranquilizer yes i'm like <laughs> oh, yeah. gonna pull one out of her hanky that's in her hand just like that. <laughs> Somebody's and I think, one and I think she just kind of laughs it off like oh, I wish, and she just like, goes, right? just like, uh. <laughs> like, but I'll get you a glass of water, tranquilizer, glass of water, sure. At least she'll be hydrated. <laughs> the um, I have Karen has a meltdown during her speech, and she has to be like be escorted pretty much off the stage. Exactly, she's and she's just sorry. apologizing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> And Mac and Val and the boys are getting her out of there right away. Um, and then they, and then ironically, instead of taking Karen home, she Val goes to Val's. Her to her house. Yeah. And I have when Mac, Mac, Eric, and Mary Frances go back to the house, and the house has been ransacked. Right. And then meanwhile, yeah. Val's confronting Karen over coffee, or I'm sorry, over tea, probably chamomile tea, and, and Lily May made it. But. You know, she's like trying to call Karen out on it, you know, basically just like how Gary and his alcoholism, you know, Karen's got her problem with pills and Karen just excuses herself to go use the bathroom and she goes up to use Lily May's bathroom, obviously, because <laughs> then she turns and gets caught rummaging the <laughs> medicine cabinet and Val said, they gave the pills to mama when she was at the sanitarium. They didn't send them home. Yeah. <laughs> Busted. Damn. <laughs> so let me let me let me back up and throw one more point out here for plot driven purposes. Ben visits um, an elderly couple that are holds out and they don't want to sell their yeah. property on Lotus Point land area. Yes. Because they know that developers are coming through and trying to buy a property, but they're like, We're staying, our house is paid for, we don't want to move, we don't want to see the land changed. Whatever you can do to put it out there in the news that this is happening would be great. So I just wanna I wanna establish this elderly couple because like the um, next yes. episode, they get mentioned multiple times. Yes, and I'm glad you mentioned right. it because I actually because I was paying attention more to this this time, I was actually very <laughs> intrigued by all of this. Right. So okay. So the uh, this is the land that Abby has that she shares with Karen, right? The property right. that they she shares, Lotus Point. Yeah. yeah. Passed away. Sid's uncle, Abby's uncle. Okay, so now Abby has a variance so she, to build on this land. So she's the developer? She's been buying a property around this Lotus Point. And these people won't sell. Right, exactly. Because she wants to put up like a big, I don't know if it's a hotel or a resort complex, how they refer to it as. But it sounds like it would really change that oceanfront, the nature portion of it and things like that. And Now, does the Wolfbridge group already is also involved in this or they well, now want to be because they of... help her the wolfbridge group is the one that used their, they got her the variant their connections to help her get the variants correct so that's their stake in this right and that's why laura is so curious like abby who the hell are you how did you get a variance to change yeah. and develop this oceanfront that you have me buying a property for you because you're trying to build this big complex and that's when Laura's or I'm sorry Abby's giving Laura like 5% of the pie to kind of appease and keep her mouth shut and just go along with the plan <laughs> and not ask too many questions. Yeah, and then cold. I I, re I remember a scene the scene I guess the scene you're talking about where Laura oh no you said Ben the the couple goes to Ben or Ben goes to the couple and they don't want to sell or whatever. Exactly. And then there's another scene them. where Laura is offering them all this money and they just Correct. don't. They're like, "This is our home. This has always been our home." Correct. We're retired. It's paid off. Whatever. Whatever. And the husband's pretty much like, "I've never been one to turn down a fight." Like he's just ready to like you know Correct. fight for his home. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Ooh, something's gonna happen." I was like, "The little <laughs> group, the, like the mob, <laughs> they're gonna kill it." Shortly. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, uh, Kat, Gary and Kathy spend the night at the horse ranch and share the same bed. Right. And while Gary was not in his boom booms, he was in pajama bottoms and he was shirtless. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and he and Kathy are like taking forever to go to bed, and I'm laughing. I'm like, who like goes to bed and leave the lights on? And they're saying good night to each other like three times over. It was kind of funny. Yeah, and, and while nothing happens. 
then in the morning she starts snuggling with them kissing his neck right <laughs> she wants a little piece of gary ewing because she's worked out with him and she's seen him in those because she's shows. worked out with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she you tries know, she's a little piece she knows yeah i i, I want to ride that stallion come on and after a few kisses on the <laughs> neck, the he morning. turns to her and they start making out. And I was like, morning breath, people. Come on, morning breath. Right. And away, and Never. Said, you know what? I'd easily do something like that if I was still an alcoholic. But he's mm -hmm. like, I'm trying to change and be a better person. And I can think a lot clearer now. Because and he even better... tells her, she asks him, did you sleep with CG? And he goes... I can't I remember. don't know. <laughs> I out. But I, he kind of says... He thinks that he didn't, but it yeah. is kind of funny. I like to yeah. how the, the writers here cleverly addressed because they're laying in bed and she looks at him. She goes, how'd you get that scar on your chin? Because Ted Shuckleford has one. And he goes, I was drunk and f fell through, what do you say, a shower playing glass door or something like that. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of I kind of chuckled because, well, I'm sure it was a hit to her ego. Like, yeah, if I was drunk, I'd sleep with you. <laughs> <laughs> like beer goggles. Right? Oh my gosh. Well, she does get a little bit I, would, I wouldn't touch you with a 10 foot pole. Right? Oh my god. <laughs> um, I have when Karen returns home, she doesn't even notice that the house is in shambles. And Mac, and Mac is like, Karen. <laughs> Look around. Right. And then she does. <laughs> then she just starts crying and having a meltdown. It's like coping skills yeah. gone. Out the window. Yeah. Um, Val tells Ben. Oh, Be uh, Ben comes to see Val to talk about the pregnancy. And he's actually very supportive oh. and happy about it. And that's when she kind of realizes, Ugh, I got to tell him. And she tells him that mm -hmm. it's not his. And that it's Gary's. Right. And, he's, and he storms out. He just up and leaves. I love that. Because when... Because on every other soap, they never do that right away. Right. So, <laughs> this was a nice change. It was. Yeah. It was. <laughs> um, Abby has a visit from Mark, Mark Sinclair of the Wolfbridge Group. And he advises oh, her I love, if... I love this. ...of everything that the group is capable of. Correct. Um, at first, she pushes back. She's like, listen, I don't want a partner. I don't need this. Like, <laughs> Uh-huh. Exactly. And, and he's he just said, like, mm. He says, well, you got your land variance pretty easily, and that could easily be taken away. You really don't have a choice. And he's like, um, <laughs> she can consider that elderly couple, the Marcuses, neutralized. Neutralized. No when he said neutralized, problem. I was like... <laughs> yeah, he's like, and no longer her problem. And she's just like looking at yeah. him and walks out the door. So he just comes in. I love that. One minute twirl a whirl and basically pumps up his chest and asserts his power and, and leaves and says you got to partner whether you like it or not and i, I love that Ab she gets abby has that doe-eyed look like what did i just get involved in exactly because now mm -hmm. the entire season abby's felt like she's been pulling the strings even if they've been behind the scenes the whole way and now all of a sudden she's realizing she's taking a back seat and she's getting really nervous yep. mm -hmm. and she runs mm -hmm. to greg pretty quickly in the next it. episode about it too <laughs> um karen calls the uh the pharmacy to get a refill and they won't give it to her so she calls the doctor <laughs> and says that she lost the last bottle and gets him to call her in more pills right um yeah. does karen have another fight with mac well what? he came home because i think they were supposed to go to an event together and he's yelling at her because he can hear the shower going oh okay and he's yeah. like hurry up we gotta get going da, 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 da. And yeah but the bathroom door mm -hmm. he's the empty bottle of pills on the floor he picks it up and he hears the shower run and he opens the shower and looks down and she's so stoned and out of it the water's just running on her and she can't even move she's like spaced out till next wednesday yes so okay this scene i remember like as like just from this whole storyline so the last three episodes i kept thinking we we're gonna end with the scene oh funny um like when she ran upstairs after she overheard eric val and mac talking i thought she ran upstairs took some pills took a shower and that's how they found her Got it didn't it. happen Got and then episode 13 for some reason i remember that robe and I thought, okay, she's going to fight with Mac, go upstairs, he's going to find her in the shower. It didn't happen. Right. And then it finally happened in this episode. I was like, I, like remember it. I remembered it. I just didn't remember where it happened. Oh, um, and I feel like 
if this were a different show, you would think she was dead because her eyes were open. Right. But Michelle Lee did like this one like twitch with her eye just to kind of show you that she was not dead, uh-huh. that she was just stoned <laughs> out of her mind. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, I like this episode. I give it a nine. I this episode was really good and powerful. I I'm gonna say nine as well. I'll go with a nine. Sometimes I feel like Eric's like tens across the board every episode. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. But it's nines across the board. That's pretty good. Nine is a great score. I just think it's I think it's all really well written stuff, and I think it deserves good scores. Yep, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So episode fifteen is called "Forsaking All Others," and um, it opens with Karen basically at a would you call it a rehab like facility? This. super close up of her face and they're flashing the lights in her eyes and seeing those dilated pupils she's Mm -hmm. basically getting checked into a clinic and she doesn't know it and they're also dark circles under her eyes yep interviewing her and asking her questions to try and find the history on what her drug use is yeah what pills are you taking how many milligrams how many to me when i really paid attention it's like she wasn't just taking that whatever I can't she was taking two other things she was taking two other things so she kept getting filled for this that and the other so it did it spiraled when she grabbed so quickly when she grabs her purse and took out the bottle I was like oh the bottle I'll know what she was taking and then she took out another bottle and then she took out another I was like how many bottles do you have (laughs) (laughs) and then she's like I I spilled some of them in the in the uh she couldn't think of the word sink you know and she couldn't even say like the sink and it's like oh my god And then she's like, it, it, like she does, she's in every scene. I have to go. Like, and they're like, no, no, it's, no. It's a good thing that the Mackenzies don't have that dog that Karen talked about in the pilot, saying, if the dog comes over, just let us know. We'll send over the poop. Oh, right. Because I'm Did like, the ever... dog would ate all those pills that you dropped on the floor there, Karen, about oh. to be in a coma. Oh, dog. It was it was this episode I was watching, and I looked up the Emmy performance because I'm I thought this episode alone she should have put it like put in for an Emmy. Because I thought it was she was excellent. I love I loved when they were trying to admit her and she just like was not having it. Like they were in the, the bedroom, her roommate was there. <laughs> and she was like, Could you please stop touching my stuff? Because <laughs> the roommate right. was like looking. Yep. <laughs> and I like how um Mac just like sternly like holds her by her shoulders and is like, Karen, you need to get help. You either get help or I'm walking. Right. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> tough love. He did give her some tough love. She needed to hear that because she wanted to go home. And he's like, no, you're staying or else. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's out in the hallway, too, using the pain phone, checking on those indictments against the Wolfbridge group. So that's closing in really quickly. He's getting what he mm-hmm. wants to take that group down. Yeah. Um, the Wolfbridge group is kind of like doubling down on Sumner taking care of Mac, like getting, either getting rid of him or they're going to get rid of him. They're like telling him, you got to do it today or else stuff is going to come out and blah, blah, blah. It's coming out here regardless, so you should best be doing it. Um, Mark Sinclair has a conversation with Abby, and he brings up the fact that him, that she and Karen own shared property at Lotus Point. Mm-hmm. And when she, when she confirms that, that is what Greg uses as a way to kind of like phase Mac out of his campaign. Yes. And I was like, like really paying attention to the details of this. I'm like, oh my God, this is good. (laughs) He he painted himself as the victim. He made it sound like Mac was being deceitful, that the Mackenzies were trying to profit and make money off of getting this land variance to develop this land, which he says they have the right to do, but the means they went about it, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe not getting things approved approved the correct way for, there's a lot of things like where there's natural habitats and things like that. It takes a lot to go through to get that developed and into something else. Because that yeah, but Greg and Greg is better. campaigning as an environmentalist. Exactly, and that's why Gary liked him so much too. But meanwhile, he's got all these dirty dealings because he's got this dirty money coming from Wolfbridge Group supporting his campaign. So yeah, you're right. Greg gets in front of the mic and paints the picture that way without talking to Mac about it first because really he can't. He's got mm-hmm. a safe face. And he does. Mm-hmm. And Mac yeah. walks into his living room and sees this press conference going on with Greg's wife and daughter sitting right there, too. And they're in shock and probably <laughs> like, yeah, that's my dad. Um, so Karen is watching TV, I guess, in like 
she sees the, the press conference too. Yeah, in the um, common room, I guess, of the rehab center. Sure. And she starts. She runs to her room. She starts packing her bags like she could just like let herself Freaking. out. Yeah, and the doctors are like, <laughs> yeah. She takes the robe off. She starts putting her coat on and everything, and the doctors are like laying her down on the bed. And she's convulsing. I really thought they were gonna strap her down. Yeah. Did really. they give her a tranquilizer? Well, Did they like sedate her? And I'm like, she had her jacket on. They would have had to try and get that. I, yeah. They didn't show a scene of giving her anything. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're going to sedate her. I know it. <laughs> I think they did after a little bit. And mm-hmm. the doctor was giving her something. And then Mac kind of walked in, too. And he's like, you got to stay here. I need you to get better. So then he kind of demurred a little bit, too. But yeah. yeah. Um, so now Gary's starting to ask questions. To Abby, he shows up at the office and he's like, he's asking the same thing too. Don't you and Karen have that land? And da, 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 and Abby's kind of playing stupid. Laura's yeah, he's like, he's like, didn't you her. offer to buy her out? And she's like, yeah, but she told me no. She's like, I guess she had other ideas for the property. Right. And Karen can't defend herself. Karen doesn't even know what day it is, what her what a sink is. She can't say fine. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> um he says, is this when he says, too, that he's going to have an audit done? He's going to have an audit, yep. And that's when Laura and Abby are like, uh-oh. <laughs> 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 what <are they> yep. <laughs> um, there's a scene where Laura, is Laura so going to visit Karen, that. and she has a plan, and then she like decides not to? Say that again, Tommy, sorry. Laura, I think, is going to visit Karen. Like She has a plan. She does and have she decides a lot not of to. flowers, and she yeah. sees she sees the press hounding Mac as he's walking up to her room, and she's kind of like, "I got to get out of here," because yeah. again, she's <laughs> just worried with what's going on and what Mac's being accused of with that land variance in Lotus Point. Mm-hmm. Laura's starting to get nervous because she's a little close to this too, and could she be implicated? Yeah, um, Greg makes a visit to the Mackenzie house. Uh, explain himself to my and he again plays the poor me victim card here quite like, a bit like if i didn't reveal it like my uh my competition was gonna do it exactly. and he's like you shouldn't he should have called me and like verified and he's like you're right and for that i apologize exactly he only apologized for the fact that he didn't call max so Mac could have kind of broke the news to his family so yeah Greg, I think that's the only thing that Greg has a little remorse from, but yet he spins around on his heels and walks out the door. So it's like he can't even be in the room with Mac for more than two minutes because he's choking on his guilt, so he gets the heck out of Dodge. Mm-hmm. Or the yeah. culprit back, whatever you want to say. <laughs> um, this isn't I don't think this is Mary Frances' last episode, because I, I feel like I remember how she leaves. But they say that she's going back to Sacramento with uh her mom. Jane. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else? I didn't really take too many notes on this episode. I took way too many on this one. I'm kind of looking through here. Um, <laughs> this is the one, too, that they learned that the Marcus's place was burned down. Mm. Oh, so yeah. Abby says to Laura, get out there tomorrow, make them an offer. And that's when Laura says they're not going to sell She's the house. And she's like, there is no more house. Exactly. So she's like, <laughs> at least buy the land now since there's no house on it because they're not going to stay there and live there unless they rebuild. And they're probably going to be scared enough to want to leave at this point. This yeah. is one also, too. Um, Mac was there visiting her. Mary Frances and Jane announced that they were leaving. Everybody kind of goes, Karen was supposed to go to group, and she didn't go. And then Karen's roommate comes back after the group session saying, oh, right. you missed out on the group session. It was a good one. It was about She's denial. Like, living in denial. Mm. <laughs> we're not alike. She's like, I might get my drugs from the street. You get yours from your doctor and write it off on your taxes. But we're no mm-hmm. different. And she yeah. goes, and you do that for now, hinting at like Karen, if she keeps on the path that she is, she's gonna really spiral and become an addict and be like going to the streets. To the get, streets, yeah. Uh, to get drugs. I love so that scene. It was a good wake up call for Karen because she kind of sat there and you could tell she finally listened and heard that and she was processing mm-hmm. it. Because now she is going through detox and drying out and her brain's able to absorb a little bit more of what's being told to her <laughs> right. by others. Yeah, prior to that, she just kept saying she wanted to see her doctor, the one that prescribed her the medication. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and Matt comes to visit, and he's like, I know you want to see him, but you gotta, she's like, I just want to come home, like, you, like, and be with you. And he's like, I want to be with you too, but I need yep. you, but I need you healthy. That's why you have to stay here. Yep. Um, and the last scene um, is Sumner winning the campaign for senator. He's winning, he's winning the primary that they vote because his competitor that was also fighting to be on the ticket to be voted for governor in November Oh, it's called out or resigned or whatever. So now, like, Greg's got less competition. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. This is, let's say it's um, February or March or something like that. It's mm-hmm. still going till November and his team's going to be working, but his chances are that much greater to be senator for California. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And the McKenzie slash Fairgates are watching this right. from the couch in the common room at the rehab. And exactly. I like the, like, the shot of Karen, like when she realizes he won and like everything that's been going on, she just kind of like does a quick, like look Looks at Matt to see how it has in a like, very like, defeated looking at yeah. the TV. I mean, you can kind of just see right through him because he right now too is dealing like, my God, my wife's in rehab. My name's been smeared. I've lost my job slash role. The public thinks I've done this. You know, he's like, how, how do I come out from under all this? I thought this was an interesting shot because here you're seeing the picture of a perfect family on television mm-hmm. and here are the Mackenzie's who for all intents and purposes are as perfect a family as you can get. Right. And they're kind of in shambles, but they're still together and they're on yep. the couch and they're watching this. Exactly. So I thought that was an interesting mirroring of the two. Exactly. And, that, and that's how the episode ends with on Max face. Yes. You have anything, Eric? Um, no, I think we covered everything. Oh, I thought it was weird that um, Jane and Mary Friends said they were leaving when in the previous episode they said they were staying. Mm. <laughs> I was like, were they supposed to stay? Or well, like, I don't know if it was Greg's team manager <laughs> or just the woman that that Karen asked for tranquilizer. But she, like, questioned Jane about leaving. And she said, you know, I have my own career. And we both said that one wasn't going to be, you know, take precedent over the other. And right. we, we're married, but we have our own professional lives. I think Jane also knows, too, because Abby keeps showing up, that something's going on physically mm-hmm. between Greg and Abby, too. And that's when Abby showed up at the campaign headquarters and she started grilling Greg about St. Clair. And, and Greg's like, hey, if you're going to play in this kind of water, you got to accept the fallout that comes from this. You know what I mean? Well, the whole yeah. thing and now how he's wanting copies of all the Lotus Notes files and considering them partners and blah, blah, blah. So then mm-hmm. Abby kind of spins and leaves, but she still stops and Greg sees it and shakes Jane's hand on her way out and then leaves. So Abby's trying to put up smoke and mirror appearances, but Jane's kind of got right. it figured out. Jane's, Jane's slowly falling out of love with her husband and his political ambitions is what's happening. Okay. So you think Jane changed her mind through that? Period. I do. I think she, when she came to town and visit and saw all the things that were going on and she silently sat on the sidelines and observed it all, she's kind of like, I, I want to take my daughter and get out of here because she's upset that right, Mary right. Anthes got dropped off at the McKenzie's instead of staying with Greg. You know, she comes to town and fighting yeah, with her. And Greg yeah. wasn't transparent about any of this stuff and what was going on. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, how would right. you guys read it? Lynn? No, I knew you were going to pick me first. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. This is, this is, again, this is so good because of the scenes with Karen and losing her shit at the freaking mm-hmm. clinic was so good. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say nine on this one too. I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed Karen really having to go through that withdrawal and still being in huge denial about what's going on. I met, Michelle Lee was excellent in this episode, in my opinion. So that's why I'm going to say yeah. nine. <laughs> I'm going right. with nine points. I'm going with nine point five because I think just for Michelle Lee's um, performance alone. There you go. Loved it. This one was a little bit. Although I am enjoying it more now that I'm more into the details, it was a little bit more political for my taste. <laughs> right. So that's why I kind of <laughs> want to give it a, a seven. Um, mm. I don't know. I also 
for me, the experience of Knots is also the cliffhanger, and this wasn't really like a cliffhanger. It was more of like a, a deeper dramatic ending. Right. Maybe a 7.5. <laughs> Sometimes I like the, the shocking. Man. Sometimes I like the over-the-top shocking moments Got more it. than I... Well, so for, and, for me, and, it was like a 7, 7.5. And when you compare it to these four episodes that we watched, I get what you're saying there, Tommy. So, yes, that rating is is fair if that's what you feel. So that's all I good. mean, I upped, I upped my rating on the other ones. Just talking right. about it made me more excited about it. But <laughs> I got to dig in my heels at some for, point. <laughs> for, Michelle's, for Michelle's performance alone, I feel like needed a high score. Right. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Abbey Scale. Very cool. Uh, we will be back with another bunch of episodes very soon. Um, as always, you can find us at Queers and Soaps on all the socials. And until next time, have a great weekend. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>